Hello everyone and welcome to another Horror Review. I'm once again joined by Dale as we continue our journey along the filmography path of Sir Peter Jackson. Today we're discussing The Frighteners. Released in 1996, this movie tells the tale of Frank Bannister, a man who after the death of his wife finds that he can communicate with the dead and uses the gift to calm people. However, when a demonic spirit appears, he may be the only one that can stop it from killing the living and the dead. The movie was made on a budget of $26 million and brought in $29.3 million at the box office. Hi, Dale, and welcome back. Yeah, thank you for having me. <laughs> Always a pleasure. We were just counting out. We've, this is a long journey we're coming down. Oh, yeah. Funny enough, I went to uh, downtown. Was it last? Was it, yeah, it was a weekend there. Um, no, like a secondhand, one of those secondhand stores. Oh, yeah. Like the trade, the DVDs, and I just went, yoink. Had a whole Lord of the Rings box set, the Hobbit trilogy, um, got the lovely bones. Wow. <laughs> so I'm like, oh, duff, 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 coming out, all Peter Jackson stuff. Oh, <laughs> it's things. awesome. Yeah, well, that's tr- I'm sick of streaming, honestly. Um, something that's supposed to be easier. First, to get access to movies is becoming more difficult because you queue it and then it disappears when you go to watch. Yep. So, if you're not going to watch something straight away and you go to you put it in your watch list, it can then disappear and go not available anymore. And you're like, why? Yeah, yeah, especially if you've paid for it, that's that's really bad. Yeah, yeah. Well, um, if it's part of you know, if it's part of the street, uh, usually, um, yeah, because it's happened to me as well. Once I was going to rent, so. Some of them are part of your subscription, so that's fine. You put it, you put a wee pin on it because yeah. you do when you're going to watch it, and then it disappears. And like, what? Some you you rent, so you put a pin on it, and then come back and go. It's not available anymore in your country. You're like, why would you do that? I what know. is it called? And I know there's stuff for rights and all, but at the same time, it's not like products changing hand. It's just sitting on a server. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah absolutely. It's. Uh... Yeah, worse. I couldn't. I couldn't find this movie anywhere, so I had to rent it off YouTube, which was which was quite good to do. So YouTube's a bit expensive, though. Uh, it's it's only been like five bucks to rent it. So no, it's, it's, and yeah, and you get like twenty four uh, forty eight hours to watch it. Mm. So you can watch it a couple of times. Yeah, it's the same. I got this on disc, and it's ultra. It's one of the old ultra high definition dvds which my yep. blu-ray player doesn't play so i had to rent it as anyway oh <laughs> like, no but i'm trying to i'm i'm saving up because i want to get uh i need to do stuff to the house first that's priority <laughs> no more nerdy stuff for <laughs> apart from what i've already ordered for the next couple of months to get my decorating <laughs> finished um i have to I have to be a grown-up for the next <laughs> next two months <laughs> but my plan is to get one of the uh, no deregionalized players because uh, I'm sick and tired of only being able to buy so much as well. You know, being available yeah. it's annoying. Yeah, yeah. Oh wow. But first world problems, eh? Yeah, yeah, exactly. Oh my gosh, technology. Oh god. It's a blessing and a curse. It's just, it's just people. <laughs> people messing up. Yeah. Stupidity in big companies and morons who shouldn't be in a job or given management positions to same the world over and they make some stupid ass decisions oh yeah oh, my goodness yeah, yeah. newsy mm. just to try and climb up the ladder or screw somebody else over and yep i remember back in the day do you remember masters universe he-man yeah 
and then they brought out Shira, and that ended the franchise because the girls' toy division and the boys' toy division of the same company were fighting against each other. What a mess! Like that's that's how, and they killed the whole brand. Oh my goodness! Because the girls' section of Mattel—that's the ones that did Barbie and Cindy and stuff like that—or was it Cindy? I think it was Cindy. Who does Barbie? Hasbro. Hasbro, I think. It's Mattel. Anyway, it's the, the other the other one. Does it? I think they one or two. Anyway, they do either Barbie. I think it might have been Cindy. So they have right. all the molds for making the Cindy doll. So they made them all that size, and then that meant they weren't compatible with the Mass Universe because their molds <laughs> made them that size. You know, and then they wouldn't compromise, and then they were trying to beat the other. They're in their own company. <laughs> And then, and the whole point was, like any company, let's see this whole nonsense of you don't want men fans or female fans. Like, who in their right minds, if you're on the business, going, I only want this number of customers? If your business, you want all the customers. <laughs> oh, that's just ridiculous. And that's that's the stupidity of these morons who are now preaching to us. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, 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 exactly. <sighs> Yeah, go away. <laughs> like, what are you doing? So they, they killed their entire brand, and I think the company never really recovered. What idiots! <laughs> it's, it's ludicrous. Yeah. But back to this one. Is this Peter Jackson's first success? Is this his first movie that's actually made profit? Technically? Yeah, technically uh, it is. Because if you um, what people forget as well is it's not just the cost of producing the movie versus what comes in. You've got the marketing costs, and yep. Uh, even though it brings in the box office, the the cinemas take a good whack of that. So only I think maybe a third of it yep. goes back to the actual company. So you need to make three times as much to be in profit. So, but yeah, exactly. This is the first one that's actually um, made more than what it cost. Yeah. It is. This is the this is the first one. Yeah, absolutely. And that's because Universal Pictures got involved, right? I think so. Is distribution because that's um, I think we've yeah. When I'm doing the Clive Barker series, um, one thing we have noticed is the reason all the movies didn't do well at all is because of distribution. Yeah. They yep. screwed up with the distribution and same with some of um, Sir Peter Jackson's earlier works as well. Um, distribution was a problem as well, so I'm probably yeah, the fact that we're freaked out by him. I'm probably Would the fact that we're freaked out by him as well. Might have had yeah, something to do with well, it. Yeah, there was that as well. <laughs> <laughs> what is this? Ah! Yeah. <laughs> uh, absolutely. Yeah, I would say this is his first major success. Yeah. But of course, it all follows on from heavenly creatures, doesn't it? I mean, yeah, that's why can, people get involved. Yeah, you can see but. it go in the direction. Um, and I think um, Forgotten Silver was just that funny little quirky one, but it also showed, uh, as we discussed, he, he's a known name. The fact yep. he's able to pull people from Miramax and all, and that he has the influence. So, I think we're I think we're seeing the journey here. You know, but yes. this one. Um, Wow. Yeah. <laughs> this one. <laughs> hey guys, I'm excited I actually saw this movie. It's very strange. It could have been so much better, but I still liked it. It is a strange one. Um what was it rated in New Zealand? Mature. Mature, right. Yeah. 
Yep. There's only 15 in the UK. Yeah, and 18 in America, I think. Yeah, 18 are in America. I don't even know why they bothered. What's what's mature in New Zealand? Uh, oh, it's just under R13. Which so. is, what about your, because ours goes um, U, PG, 12, 15, 18. Oh, right. So over here, ours goes PG, mature, R13, R16, R18. Oh, yeah. so yours is probably about the same at 15 then. Yeah. Read about teenagers, young adults. Yeah. 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 I, I think. Um, I think mature means that you can be any age so long as you've got somebody mature with you. <laughs> yeah, so um, I would, yeah. So when they made the movie, they were hoping to go for an R13. Mm -hmm. So it's quite it's quite weird how it ended up in America as an R18. And then, like yeah, because ours is just 18 in America, I think. Yeah, yeah. And yours is a... Um, was R15, wasn't it? It was just so, 15, you know what I mean? It doesn't, we don't have the 15. R, we don't have the R thing. Oh, we do, yeah. We yeah, do. so basically, use universal, suitable for all, that's your basic yep. cartoons. PG, parental guidance, you know. Yep. That's the one, if you're pretty young. Youngish. You have, yeah, youngish, yeah. You have to have an adult yep. with you, and it's at their discretion. Yep. And then the, yep. the, the other two, 12, 12, there's 12 and 12A. Sorry, I forgot about 12A. Oh. They brought that in 12A for some reason. So 12 is 12, no, it's by age. So 12 year olds, 12A is 12 with adult themes. So it's if you're an immature 12 year old, don't go. It's it's just nerds. Or, so you know what I mean? You got these bureaucrats just making jobs yeah. for themselves. Because 12, uh, even the 12 written wasn't really, it was a pretty new thing. I came in the 90s. Then they brought in 12A, just making more categories because hmm. when i was growing up it was pg and then it was, went up to 15 so 15 was like your action movies your arnie movies your stallone movies all that type of stuff yep. um and obviously 18 straight up yep. no straight up horror movie mm, interesting it's different yeah i suppose every country has different criterias of course so it's good to know though because that's uh, another thing to talk about because it's interesting how a piece of art can affect you know different cultures and how they can react yeah um chris is saying it was rated r in the us um under 17 needed parental guidance <laughs> okay. so if you're, you're busy under 18 you grow up to go with you <laughs> oh my gosh above. so what's uh, um chris what's after r what do you have um because ours is um before you go into X, you know, that's, you know, banned stuff. But generally, an adult movie is 18, 18 years of age. That's what we have. What's what's an adult movie in New Zealand? Uh, Not R18. that you see them anymore. That's the problem. R18. R18. So R18. Oh, the yep. R is just the a prefix? Yeah, that means rating. rating? Yep. Oh, right. Yeah. So 18 is basic your very extreme horrors you know um the, the i think even the conjuring and all those sorts of things i think they came under r18 yeah so which means that people people around 18 plus so it's really for adults mm -hmm. yeah are 15? and then we get, get x-rated of course yeah yeah that's what i'm saying but you go in the x-rated that's where you you know that's doesn't appear in cinemas uh no that's that's home <laughs> 
homeport slowly yeah, with loads of warnings and blah. yeah 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 totally so yeah that uh, even the just you brought up the conjuring there um the nun too was 15 over here really wow mm -hmm. it's people make a big thing about the conjuring universe but it's to me they're popcorn flicks and they're very um they're very inoffensive you know what i mean there's no like loads of gore there's a few like jump scare scenes and that and but but there's not proper it's definitely paranormal not not so much horror yeah so over here yeah. is considered you know 15 year old can go and watch it you know and interesting yeah because i mean they are pretty frightening um, you know, sinister and all those sorts of movies. They are pretty, pretty scary stuff. Um, <laughs> they tell you, yeah. no, it wasn't until I fell asleep. <laughs> oh, did you? Apparently, the first one was better than the second one. Oh yes, which, um, is, which is weird because I think James Wan, James Wan, didn't do the second one. Something like that. He produced sure it. How. He produced it, right? Yeah, he didn't direct yeah. it. Yeah. Mm, so, yeah, interesting. No, just I was in that weird cinema with the rocking seats and the stuff and it was just going with the camera shot rocking me back and forward and i was in i'd had a hard day i went on the friday after work <laughs> just like god what a waste of money <laughs> I, was like, I, I woke up when the priest went in fire <laughs> he's like oh all right okay right uh oh hey but um i suppose once again that's where i'm different from a lot of people some people would get like proper upset those movies now I think they're quite tame you know what I mean well, to me like the torture born stuff is a bit more extreme like the Saw movies not you know they're yeah I don't enjoy them but at the same time you know I understand that sort yeah. of stuff shocking you know um, yeah the hack and slash movies yeah that's what I call them the hack and slash movies yeah um, but no, just interesting like this was considered it seems to be yeah. just generally in culture, so this is considered it's okay for like teenagers to go, older teenagers yeah. to go and watch us in the UK. Yeah, I actually let my nine. Uh, we watched it with my nine-year-old daughter because she was homesick, mm -hmm. and um, yeah, it was fine for her to watch. There wasn't too much, you know, too much in there to to creep out a nine-year-old. Yeah, um, one or two scenes that would make you go, huh? Like the sarcophagus scene. <laughs> Uh, yeah 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 that's one of them ones of yeah she didn't get that but yeah that's, that's <laughs> those sort of ones make you hopefully just yeah. go over people's heads <laughs> yeah that was bad it was bad uh, but this is a complete departure from anything we've seen up to now absolutely um like I wouldn't associate if I didn't know it was Peter Jackson, I wouldn't associate this movie with him. No, no, not at all. No, um, I think it's probably because Universal Pictures interfered with um, his creative flair, possibly. You know, um, it was very tame for a Peter Jackson movie, but I guess when you got Universal Pictures backing you, you kind of have to listen to what they have to say. Um, yeah, I'm getting the impression this is that this was a job. Yeah, this wasn't yeah, a creation. Of, job. Yeah, yeah, this is this is a job. This is the day job. This is um, yeah. 
got to go and make a movie because I'm getting paid to do it sort of thing. Got to make those connections. This would have been a, like a real highlight for him, I think, being asked by Universal Pictures and um, the producer to, to you know, um, get invest to, to invest themselves into this sort of Hollywood realm. Um, and I don't know if, you know, I don't know if it paid off, really. There was no, you know, his gore had to be contained and all those lovely things we love about Peter Jackson just wasn't shining through. Yeah. It, it, um, yeah. I felt like there was a movie bumping against the movie in this. I think that's my best way to put it. There's a movie inside, like, trying to point his way out of this movie. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, definitely. Um. Yeah, it had lots of different themes in it. Um, it was a bit all over the place. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It, it, it kind of it, it kind of got a bit confusing at some stages. Um, yeah, um, I wouldn't watch it again. <laughs> not not very soon. No, I mean, I'd have to wait a few years to watch it again. Um, yeah. It's been years since I watched it last time. Yeah, me too. Yeah, and. I, I felt that was enough time. I, I enjoyed I, it the first time I watched it. This time, not so much for some reason. Maybe I'm older now and I just kind of, I don't know, you know, I've got my face and this kind of wasn't really it. If you're just, um, I could see us being okay for normies, if that makes sense. Yep. Just going to the cinema, flashy lights, popcorn. I watched something. Yep. I can see that. If you're looking in the, like we do, we'll, we look into story beats and storylines and how does that progress. And if you're looking for that now, and I find that hard to switch off now. Since I've started doing this journey of reviewing yep. and uh, looking at things through the critical eye, it just, it's part of you. It, it's not something you switch off. And I'm looking no. at all things now through that, you know. Because I know what I'm looking for. I know what makes me happy in terms of a good story beating falling through. And I know what I can forgive yeah. in a movie. Yeah, absolutely. There's some movies that are absolute dreadfully crap. And then there are some that just have some little gems in there, you know, that just carry carry them along. But uh, if you're looking for a good horror, this probably isn't one of those. No, this isn't. This is a, is a mild. This is... um. Very tame for for Peter Jackson. Very tame. Absolutely, yep. and um, you can see little flourishes of where he's done some little things, you know, that we're used to, but they were so tame in comparison to his other ones. Yeah, uh, he must have. Like I said, this is this is probably just the day job. Yeah. To yep. him, it was probably just I'm doing this to like get something else, you know. Um, there's no real Peter Jackson in this. This is. You know, no. I uh, can't remember who it was written by, but obviously he's just doing what he's told, and like, like most directors are now. That's the thing. Um, this is well, he, he actually wrote it with Fran. The two of them wrote it. Oh, together. they had the idea. That's right. But yeah, I don't think this yeah. is because we uh, don't get but... the. We're not getting even the level of detail. You know, the, those trademark level no. of detail. There's none of that here. No. No, I'm sure he had parameters he had to to stick to. Um, 
And I guess, you know, this was his first real foray into the um, Hollywood scene, and it was probably a real... His um, first sort of mainstream movie? Yeah, and it's, it, this is probably what he wanted at that stage, you know, and his career was to get picked up by Hollywood as any director mm-hmm. would re- really want to. Everyone saw it as a progression. Pro- everyone sees it as a progression, yeah. don't they? Um, they do. That, I think that's, that's kind of gone out of the water now, thankfully. Yeah. Yeah. People are realizing now, Hollywood isn't all and beyond. In fact, they're they're just a yeah. they're they're a fast food chain. Um, yeah. You're not. If you're going and to be it, a restaurant, sure later on during uh, some of his other movies, um, he wasn't so much involved in the Hollywood scene. So you know, he started producing them by himself and things like that. I think maybe this might have scared him off a little bit, perhaps. I could see this being if he thought this was the next twenty years of his life, he'd probably give up. Yeah, he yeah, doesn't no. seem to be that sort of, you know. He's too much energy. Yeah, absolutely. The this could not be. Um, I couldn't see us being him. He would just no. fade away. I think and just drop it and not bother because. Mm. Um, I was getting like a Tim Burton vibe throughout this. Hell yeah. Um, I think this might have been better if it was directed by Tim Burton. Not not the slag of Peter Jackson, not, but yeah. I think this movie would lend more into that. And I think Tim Burton would have given it because he does mainstream spooky Halloween type stuff without being okay, yeah. over the top where Jackson's just, you know, balls to the wall of horror, I'm gonna mess with your head. Yeah. Um However, I think this was a useful movie in terms of where we're going next. Yeah. Oh, yeah, absolutely. Um, Yeah, some of the close-up shots really, really did remind me of Tim Burton. Um, This was kind of like a Beetlejuice meets Blimmin' Ghostbusters type of movie, you know what I mean? Yeah. Mm. Yeah, so I got glimpses because, I mean, Tim Burton's so unique, you know, and... um, yeah, I think you're right. He would have done a really good job with this one. Because that's his zone, if that makes sense. That sort of yep. inoffensive, you know, spooky, gothic, cartoony type stuff. Yeah. Um, even how to, even the music was sort of veering yeah. on um, some of his scores. <laughs> it was. It was indeed. Like, yeah. I bet you Bannister, um, Michael J. Fox's character, would have sang a song in the abandoned house if it had been Tim Burton. Yeah. <laughs> you know, but if we had done something like that, it would have been. Yeah, <laughs> yeah absolutely. Um, yeah, Michael J. Fox, he he just dialed in the performance in this. He, he yeah. slept walked through this. He was um, very laid back. He was a very aloof character in this one. Um, but I, I think it might have had to, I think they had to play his character that way. Otherwise, him seeing ghosts and ghouls, um, you know, um, he's able to take it with a grain of salt. Whereas if we had an, another character who wasn't so aloof, I don't know if it would have been believable. Hmm. Plus, I also noticed that um, his um, Parkinson's syndromes were symptoms were um did you notice that some of them were 
there were some scenes there where he was having a little bit of trouble with his motor skills. Um, and and yeah. I know that's that, I, yeah. I forgot when that fully came out, but that's true. This was around about that time, wasn't it? When I... Well, he'd been suffering from it uh, for about two years before this film was made. Um, Dr. Hollywood, that's when he started showing symptoms. So that was two years before. So, and he still didn't know he had Parkinson's during this movie. So, um, some of the scenes where he went to pick things up. See, I was trying to let that go. Me too, but I can't because yeah. I know. You know, it's sort of you can't unknow something you know. Mm -hmm. So it's kind of like I was. I I'd hate to admit it, but I was looking out for it because I didn't notice it. And because after this movie, I didn't really follow. Um, James, I didn't follow his his career after that, basically. So, yeah, it's kind of like, oh, it's kind of sad, but oh well. He's still alive, isn't he? Oh yeah, he's still um, uh, he's still kicking about. You know, he's uh, oh good. He's done like good. uh, what do you call them? Skits, Back to the Future skits, just for a bit of laugh with um, uh, David Lloyd and stuff. Oh okay. He's um, I think he's done. I've seen him on YouTube interviews and stuff. You know, it's him pop up on YouTube the old time. Just uh, well, he actually talk. really, really wanted to do this movie because he loved Heavenly Creatures. He really loved it, and he wanted to work with Peter Jackson. So that's the only reason he. That must have job. been a disappointment. Possibly not Peter meeting and working with Peter Jackson, but just if the studios and because this matters of. Here's your template. You just do this, and that's it. Stay in yeah. your box. <laughs> Don't come out of your box. You know, make your fries, make your burger. <laughs> yeah. Yep. Say enjoy your meal and move on. <laughs> yep. Yep. Absolutely. And that's not that's not Peter Jackson. He's like, come on, guys, do your best. You know, everybody get together and let's do this. And it's like, oh, okay, Universal Pictures interferes and says, no, you can't do that. Who knows? Yeah. Really. Um, do you think he got right? Do you think he got one of his? Somebody recommended him. He got on the on the set, and then one of the executives found out who Peter Jackson was, and went <gasps> and went sprinting down to the studio. Stop that man! <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised. <laughs> <laughs> they saw a bad taste. about no, not Stop my watch. That. <laughs> stop him, stop him. Get him back. <laughs> yeah, I know. Right. I, I think they I think everyone just fell in love with <laughs> heavenly creatures, you know. I don't know. Yeah. But that was um, well obviously we talked about that movie and it still had Peter Jackson in it. You know, it still had his wackiness, yes. but he, he did it in context, so it worked. Yeah. Yeah, um, absolutely. Yeah, but somebody's obviously went, oh, we can't, we can't let this man off. No, 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 no. And you can just yep. see the colour draining from some executives. Yeah. Let's go, no, 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 no. Keep him leash. Keep him <laughs> on the leash. Tighten the leash a little bit. Yeah. Yeah, yep, totally. Uh, um, saying that, though, some of the actors, we've got Michael J. Fox just like being led back through this movie, and, and then you've got everyone else overacting to the hilt totally right oh, i mean there's theatrical. <laughs> like he's just like yeah i'm gonna move him talking you know just blah, blah, blah. and everyone else like oh, i'm the best thing ever blah, blah, blah. And you're like, 
God, what the hell is this? Yeah, God, blimey. Oh, just so many of them were just over the top. <laughs> you got Ray, who was the, you know, American jock. And then you got the sheriff, Sheriff Perry, who was totally over the top. Um, and then, of course, the FBI agent. Milton, Davis, oh, oh, God. We'll, we'll talk about him. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, there was a lot of overacting going on in this one. And I can see Hollywood had a had a hand in that. Because mm. I don't think Peter Jackson would have wanted them to be acting like that. But it's a fake American movie, so. Yeah, got to have fake Americans. Maybe that had something to do with it, yeah. God, that was a... I don't know. I don't claim to know. I think I've gotten the gnome from doing this deep dive, but th this must have been torture. For him? Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I think so. Uh, I didn't even look how long it took to shoot this, but I'm sure you want to get over done with as quickly as possible because this would be like just working on that firm. You don't want to, you know, you just hate your job and yeah. you, you every day is a chore um yeah I and the, the amount of stress it put on um wetter workshops whoa you know they'd only been going for three months and they were uh, so stressed out and overburdened they had to get somebody else an american um visual effects artist had to come in and finish it off because wetter workshops wasn't catchable they just weren't going to meet the deadline mm hmm so, mm. So that put a lot of strain on Especially that. CGI at that time. Um, that's obviously something yes. I want to uh, talk about it. Um, <laughs> we don't overreact in America. You hear me? We don't overreact. <laughs> Who said that? Chris? Uh, Chris, yeah. The American. No, no. no. <laughs> yeah, you're a reasonable, sensible people, and you're going to have nuanced adult discussions. <laughs> oh, yeah. Go, America. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yay, you, go, America. We love you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, dear. I love you, all my American friends. We're only having a joke. Don't, yeah. We're taking the piss. <laughs> the, the ones that know us know it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, all the rest of them are like going, oh, how can those foreign people, look, you know, because we're the entire world, ah! Yeah, okay. Oh, I know. We have to do everything backwards and upside down and change the whole bloody dictionary. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, fun times. Um, yeah, the CGI facts, actually, you've seen you brought it up. They're bloody painful. They were. This was, um, yeah, this was 2000s CGI. That hasn't actually gotten any better. No, it hasn't, right? No. I mean, some of the scenes, some of the scenes, like with the Grim Reaper and, um, say, Stuart getting stuck in the door and all those little little bits and pieces were, were really quite good. But then it's just... The carpet the scene. Stuff. Oh, just... At the beginning and the wall scene. Um, do you know what? Neymar and Elm Street did it better with a bloody sheet. Right, yes. Right, yes. they they were able to convey that better with just a, whatever that stuff was that Robert England yeah. pressed into. Um, that was a bit annoyed me during the remake when they redid that in CGI. Right. That exact same scene. Is like, 
don't redo the scene and shit and make it shitter. Don't do it. But um, yeah, I felt in bed sheet pressed against them. In fact, Jackson could have done better in this with his toy cupboard. Yeah, well, you know, he wasn't even allowed to use his physical props. No, I'm, which I'm is surprised when enough films didn't get brought in because um, that's all the physical stuff. Um, when that films was was on there, they did they did, did the, do it. Did they get involved? They, yeah, they were um, they were uh, in the beginning credits. So whether or not you missed, it, oh, I missed they it. Were, Sorry, I fucking yeah. missed that because yeah, I, so I when, was looking and then I must have just. Yep. So they did, and um, we had a workshop. So like I said, they helped as well. However, they were not allowed to use their physical props, which kind of sucks what because was the point of bringing them on board then there's yeah. the toy cupboard i know Peter, right jackson's like do you know what i can make this in like a tenth of the budget because that's what i've done my entire career exactly you know, and this is corporate bloat this is actually a perfect it example is. then of corporate bloat and wastefulness and stupidity yeah and yep. it's something i've been banging on about for years uh, they really put weather workshops under stress because of the fact that they couldn't use their physical props because they're used to using their, and they are known for their physical props, you know. But I oh know Hollywood wants CGI for everything at that at that particular time, you know. Yeah, do, so, well, look at movies now, doing a green screen and then everything in post-production. Yeah, exactly. I and mean, then, the Avatar, oh wait, hold on, we we'll screwed that up. Let's let's spend another hundred million in reshoots. Yeah, exactly. And they did run out of budget, so they had to get more budget. They had to get more money from Universal Pictures to finish the film. And then, at the end of the day, they released it three months early anyway. It's like, oh my god, you guys are just wacko. Just it's just oh. Yeah. Fair play to Jackson for doing this because honestly, this sounds like hell, especially for something like that. Yeah, I've, I've the stuff here I could do it for a fraction of the cost, and people I've got the right people around me just need to scale it up a bit for you. Yeah. Oh my god, yeah, look at what he's done in like Dead Alive. Um, right, that, right, yeah, with like that's there's the exact same corridor scene at the beginning. Look what he was able to do in a tenth of the budget. Yep. I know, right? And yeah, um ludicrous. Yeah, well, we need CGI. Oh right. morons. Yeah. I think this is like this probably was like his dream come true. And then when it came to reality, it was like, oh fuck, no way. You guys are just like chaining me to the wall, you know. I think that this probably was, yeah, just what a what an eye opener! Yeah. yeah, you can see the, clearly see the difference. You know, you can tell he's been restrained. Oh yeah, that's what I said. There's a movie trying to get out of a movie. Yeah, you know, and you, yeah. there's a movie inside screaming, going, "This is me, let me out!" <laughs> yeah, exactly right. <laughs> and it would have been a box, box, bloody office hit. You know. Well, oh, well. even. And this is what people talk about box office. You just need to make more money than what you spend. Yeah, right. So if you do it by spending less and then you have the distribution of Universal and the name behind it and then it, if it's still made 29 million but he only spent 10 million 
being allowed to actually use the resources that he brought to the table. Yes. That would have been exactly right. Then it would have been a massive success. Yep. It would have. Oh, man. Um, Were you... I'm guessing you're feeling the same as me watching this, just frustrated as hell. I was. And then at about the 50-minute mark, I was bored. I could not wait for it to finish. But then it amped up again. So, and that was with Peter Jackson's chaotic scene at the museum. I think that's what sort of brought it back again, even though that was a ridiculous scene. But you could see Peter Jackson's work in that scene, if you know what I mean. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, That's that's about the only time I really got a clear glimpse of Peter Jackson's creative flair being allowed to be used. A wee bit at the end in the hospital. Right. But generally, no, it was just a... This didn't need to be an hour and 40 minutes. It was an hour and 50 minutes. Was it 50? I thought it was only 40-something. Yeah, oh, my God. Yeah, I, 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 my brain shut down in self-preservation then for part of it. <laughs> <laughs> my, my, I think my brains went, nope, <laughs> and just left the building for a few weeks. Because yeah. this was a slog. Uh, it was. I had to stop halfway through and continue later on because I was just like, Yeah, I paused oh, a couple of times. God. It was kind of painful. But I, I wanted to watch it because it's Peter Jackson, obviously. Well, we'll and... send ourselves up to do this, you know what I mean? And we're on yeah. a journey here, so it's, yeah. it's only right. So we tied in, yeah. But um, you know what? I reckon they could have done it in an hour and a half. Easily. Totally. Easily. Yep. Especially that, that sort of movie. Yeah. They of just the... went too far on the CGI. That's why. Yeah. I didn't have anything. No. No. And an hour and 50 minutes is bloody long. That's such a long time, you know, for a, for a movie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> you want, you want something, yeah, yeah, exactly. You want something around a, the an hour and a half sort of mark, you know, and and that's reasonable. That's reasonable to ask for. But why the hell they wanted to push it out to an hour and fifty minutes? Um, I'm not too sure. Maybe they wanted to make good use of the money that they spent. I don't know. Yeah, uh, I have no it, answer it, because. It it seems a bit different because Peter Jackson doesn't really do long, long movies. So, what well, like, except for Lord yeah, what's well, just next? We're, we're getting. Don't <laughs> yeah. worry, we're we're about to start yeah. that journey, and then can't wait. <laughs> like I said, yeah. I, I'm, I'm like I'm getting all the box out. And the thing is, I bought the Blu-rays of the trilogy, right? And then behind the counter, I saw a DVD box set, and I'm about to go. That's shinier. But the wee girl's away to pick out the DVDs or the Blu-rays for this. And I'm like, I'm not going to go. And I, I, the only thing that stopped me is like, she's away to get them. I'm not going to ask her not to, you know, to come back and go and get them instead. I'm not that sort of person. <laughs> I'm not that, because I've worked in retail. I know what it's like. I'm not going to be a customer ever. <laughs> oh, no. Oh, that place is bad because I saw the Evil Dead trilogy as well. Blu-ray and no way they'll have like ones for returns or but stacked up and it's like there and I'm like no this is what you budgeted for stay <laughs> and and she even she, she she looked at me as well and she know she could just tell instantly what sort of nerd I am do you want that <laughs> and she's like she puts her hand over do you want this and I'm like yes I do want it but I can't no no I, 
that's that's okay. I'm, I, she could see me visibly struggling. She just knew she could dangle like shiny things, and I'm like, no, no, not so. <laughs> Oh my god, hilarious. Oh, I'm a bad man. I'm, I am like a big kid. Oh no. <laughs> and Getting excited over Peter Jackson films in the DVD yeah, shop. But when they're in the, the when they're in the lovely presentation boxes and everything else, you just can't not. Exactly. <laughs> so long as they work on your devices. <laughs> that's it. Um yeah, that's the next big purchase, is that you know that Super duper fangled UHD deregionalized yeah. player. Play everything. But I'm mm. I'm not doing that right yet. I've got grown up stuff that I it's gotta be an adult. <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's no fun. I know it isn't, that's killing me, but I've got shiny stuff coming in this month anyway. I bought two months oh. ago. And I've more shiny stuff coming that are backed like a few months past. So I'll have enough shiny stuff to keep me the end of the year before I never scan. Self skin door, so I don't feel too bad. <laughs> you got to treat yourself once in a while. So. I'm, I'm doing it too much. I'm using this child as an excuse to basically indulge myself. That's what I'm doing. <laughs> Good one. <laughs> Honest, it's for it's for the podcast. It's not for me. Honest. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> oh dear, isn't that, that's like addicts, isn't it? Addicts do that to justify things they shouldn't. <laughs> But I pay my bills first. I do all my responsible stuff. I keep my head down and do my work. Yep. And then the if I have to live in noodles for the rest of the month, so be it. But I can get the yep. work. I can keep the lights on. My birds are looked after. After that, then it's whatever. <laughs> I don't care. Oh, you've got it sorted. <laughs> ah. Anyway, <laughs> another distraction. <laughs> Tangent number five. Yeah. Um <laughs> the first meeting between Bannister and Ray, um he just knew he was those two were gonna be like together the rest of the movie. It was so yeah. laid out. Yeah, absolutely. I mean he runs through his fence and breaks his gnomes and <laughs> a typical American jock, you know, all brawn, no brain. <laughs> But yeah, it did. It did, it did. Did highlight that he was going to be playing a major role in the movie. Mm. Yeah, it was quite. Yeah, yeah, that no, was good. It was. I'm trying to think. Should this have just been a pure comedy? Oh well, yeah, it was actually labelled as a comedy. Yeah. But comedy horror, I think they called it. Yeah. Yeah, but. I'm trying to think. Where did they go wrong with us? Where did they go wrong with us? In the tone. They, well, they used American comedy, not New Zealand comedy. That's... I think that was the problem. Mm. So we didn't get to see all the beautiful flourishes that Peter Jackson does with his, you know, his unique sense of humour was not there at all. It was all Hollywood humour. Yeah, not just so flat. Yeah, yeah it's flat, eh? Mm. Yeah, it was quite a cheesy as well in some places. But corny. That's the question, because obviously American comedy horrors we love, like the House series and that. Um, there's, in that context, it, it lands well and it does the job. Yeah. Is it 
trying to, you know, it's like getting a, a Michelin star chef to work in a fast food joint. They're not going to, you know what I mean? They're not going to be happy. It's, yeah. Yeah. I think that's um, possibly mm, I think what they thought was, okay, well, we love Sir Peter Jackson's comedies that he has in, you know, his dark humour that he's got in his other videos. However, it missed the mark because I think his humour they didn't like, possibly. They didn't like his humour. And because we didn't see his humour at all. No, no, no. There's not a lot of time. No. Yeah. So <laughs> I just think it's just a fake American comedy, really. Like sort of canned laughter sitcom type stuff. But. Exactly. I think so. Yeah. I mean, there were some really good funny bits in there that made me laugh. I mean, especially when Stuart gets stuck in the door and all that sort of stuff. You know, the ghost gets stuck in the mm -hmm. door and some of those silly scenes. But it, it was like canned laughter, really. Yeah. It was a little bit painful. <laughs> Peter Jackson, my heart went out to him. I was just thinking, oh my God, what he could have done on that scene, you know, particular scenes. It's like, oh God, if they had to let him do that, it just would have been a completely different movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, I think this is like before I watched it, and it was a movie, and I remember, like, I wasn't blown away by it when I first watched it, and I was still young and stupid, you know, yeah. so anything on the TV, I would have been happy, but. I still remember this feeling off when I first watched it. Like I've only seen this maybe this maybe my second or third time. Yeah. Like I've never felt the desire to revisit it. No, neither. Um mm. but even when I watched it, you just get that sense of this there's something not right. There's something off kilter with the whole movie. Oh, the whole movie. The whole entire movie. Yeah. Absolutely. Um, Arlie Army. <laughs> and this. Hey. Arlie Army. He's oh, a, right. Right. He, he's the one that plays uh, Gunnery Sergeant Hartman in Full uh, Metal Jacket, like the most iconic Vietnam movie of all time. Well, the first half, anyway. Loved, loved that movie. Yeah. Right. He has one character, like, and that's it. <laughs> and he plays it to the max. Oh, God, yeah, especially when he pulled out the machine gun. So, oh, that was brilliant, brilliant. Yeah. But, of course, overacting once again. Yeah, you know, he but that's, that's his one character he plays. Yeah. And love, he does it we loved well. him for it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. And it added something special um, to the movie, I think, um, in, in that cemetery scene when he, oh, man, that just had me cracking up. But... I was thinking, you know, that, that kind of, I bet Peter Jackson wanted to do something full on with that scene. I bet. Yeah, and there was something. I thought that was a lead up yeah. to something else. And when we got the, the payoff, I was so gut wrenched. I was actually gut wrenched. Yep. Yep. Absolutely. I, I saw you. a redemption arc. I saw the possibility of a redemption arc when Bannister first goes to the cemetery and it's Ray. Because that's what made him, well, when he does a double take and he sees yeah. Lucy, the fact that it was Ray because he had seen the number, which I'm still kind of my head around. But 
with Arlie Army, who basically riffs him out, saying, "You're a fraud. You're, you're. I mean, once you, you're coming here, I'm waiting for you. You know, I mean, for what you've yeah. done in the games you play. Yeah, busy messing with people's souls, not just um the living, but you know, the dead can't rest. He's yeah. you know, being a con artist. That so here's the start. There, I thought there was going to be a scene later on in the cemetery, and there was going to be the redemption arc. Yeah, but oh, didn't get that. Yeah. And that, that's what I'm talking about, this whole jarring aspect of this movie that makes you think, this isn't right, what the hell? Yeah. And this so isn't... once again, we see another war scene from Peter Jackson, but I bet you if anything, he would have wanted to... Uh, he, he would have wanted a full-on back scene or a flashback you know, of um, Heinz at, at, in war, you know, sort of thing. But I bet they constrained him and just, you know, I bet he wasn't even really allowed to use anything other than the machine guns. Yeah, <laughs> which for cheesy as hell. But yeah, I was thinking actually Bannister, you know, once he became dead, actually make, making an agreement with Heinz going, I know I've screwed up, but this is real, blah, blah, blah. And then actually calling troops to battle in the cemetery and i thought there was going to be like a battle scene in the cemetery that's what i felt i felt that coming on i thought even from the start he me oh right you don't hire someone like ermey you don't have that character and you don't call him it without a redemption arc and jackson's the type we know that the, no detail is just thrown in there for no reason exactly. we know he's a man of detail and i think that's what's annoying I mean, there's no detail in this no no, no, no. He's 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 been restrained. You can tell. I mean, this was a really good opportunity for him to show his his unique, you know, direction, and it just fell flat. I bet he was really mortified by that because it could have just opened up the movie so much better. But yeah, I didn't look. Um... For this one, I didn't look at any of the behind-the-scenes stuff because I had a funny feeling it would be a lot of fluff, corporate fluff, and him trying to apologise for the movie. And I didn't want to watch that. Yeah. Mm. Um, I would be interested in finding if there's a later documentary where he talks about what went wrong. And I think maybe that stage of life will only be able to do it. There were behind the scenes I didn't watch. Yeah, that's what I mean. I didn't because I just, I just the feeling it was going to be fluff and yeah. almost apologist. You know, this is the best movie, this is the best experience ever, and send a group through gritted teeth because he has to. <laughs> and I didn't want to yeah. watch him do that. <laughs> so there, there must be a sooner, way, a more recent one, hopefully, that he tells the truth about the movie. <laughs> yeah, because I could, um, I don't want him to be like Clive Barker because. Actually, Clive Barker is showing a pattern. He makes terrible movies, and then he blames everybody else. Really? The fact, yeah, um, and in fact, a lot of his stuff doesn't translate on the film. And he's not a brilliant director. He's he got lightning in the bottle with Hellraiser and Candyman, but that was about it. You know, everything else has been sort of mediocre, not yeah. really uh, landing. But all his behind the scenes stuff. The studio's fault. It's the studio's fault. It's the studio's fault. And I would hate to see Jackson be the guy because I see Jackson's being more mature. Yeah, yeah. Clive Barker, I love his writing, but he's a big child. 
Yeah. He's a bit of a prima donna and yeah. Yeah. The more I went down that journey watching his stuff, it was like he's actually kind of put me off him. But <laughs> really interesting. Oh, it's that whole thing. You, you know the whole thing. Don't meet your heroes or anything, or don't you know? Don't get to know too much about them. Yeah, but because you'd be disappointed. Yeah. Um. I just say that. Uh, Peter's. He seems to be a genuine person. And this has just been. Like somebody's put the concrete boots on him for us and chucked them into the river. Yep, yep, definitely. Yeah, because there's a whole like there's stuff set up in this, and this isn't this is so mishmash. It's just not him. Nah, it's not. No. And we've seen what he can do with a tenth of the budget. Yeah. And a garden exactly. shed with a few mates. Yep. Exactly. Yeah, so, with his family members and you know everyone coming together and yeah, he work. gets he gets the big gig, you know that's supposed to be every director's dream. I hope people are yep. realizing now that Hollywood isn't the, the be on end all. And if you support independent creators, that's how you break the cycle. Yeah, an independent creator. If you give a hundred dollars or pounds, whatever, to an independent creator that gets that movie over the line and they actually get to make it. They'd be a hundred times more grateful than giving the yeah. soulless corporation that really doesn't carry or just a number in a spreadsheet. Yep. Yep. No, absolutely. You know, it's just yeah, you can write an independent movie and help, you know, have someone out that absolutely. has a vision that you like. Do that. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Mm. All it costs is like a cup of coffee, you know, that you if you go to a swanky coffee place, you'd buy the same. Yep, exactly. Yep. Support your indies. They're, they're important absolutely because it's uh, this is an example of you know there's there's a shining star of an independent creator yeah. getting absolutely shackled now thankfully this isn't the end of his journey <laughs> thank goodness it could have been it could it have been. been it could have been oh shit no i'm not getting involved in this anymore i'm out yeah i'm gonna find a different job <laughs> you could you could see that like i'm the sort of person this would break i don't have the patience or yeah. uh so i'm not a rich person because i just can't put up with people's crap and i'm getting worse as i get older um for a penny i'm not going to make slog through this but this i would have thrown a fit yeah yep yep but of course he couldn't because he was getting money wasn't he so and he was it was his dream and unfortunately yeah. and he, he probably got... thought that's the way it was because that, that was the attitude back then anyway um yeah. It's only now that things are changing. They, even though there's yep. because it's a damn industry, uh, you know, I mean, a wounded animal is the most dangerous, like a legacy media in that there, you know, they're fighting like mad to be yeah. relevant. And that's why they're yep. that's why they're stirring the pot so much, because they're just trying to stay relevant. Yeah. And the more they keep people yeah. at each other's throat, that's a it's a desperate act from a damn thing. We see Hollywood and they're they're done. They just don't yep. know it yet. Yeah, I know. Um, so we'll get the whole setup. Listen, okay, fair enough. Um, this is what really lost me was when he went to dinner with Lucy the first time. She was desperate, she was desperate. She just clung on to the first man that paid her even a little bit, slightest bit of attention. I mean, it wasn't even. No, 
he's a lame he's a lame character he's not likable he's the, a con man yeah but even at that he's still in love with his wife allegedly uh, allegedly yeah we'll get yeah. to that yeah oh. oh how much how but much love he's going through the motions like just there but yes one is there a time scale aspect of this I'm missing out on. The pacing was all off. I think that was the problem. The pacing was all off, or we've just missed things. Um, that they've just they've cut things out of the movie. Like, okay, they end up going one minute they're meeting, and then the next minute they're going out for dinner. That happened really fast. Straight after the funeral. Straight after the funeral. That that and was then just she like she alleged she falls in love with them, busy there and then on the spot. I know. Why? Why would you fall in love with him? <laughs> and he's still grieving for his wife. Yeah, and, she, and and Lucy's obviously not grieving for Ray anymore. And the slaves. Oh yeah, no. <laughs> um, as we found out during their um, talk at the dinner table, that she wasn't even happy. I mean, gosh, okay. That yeah. was a plot fail because. <sighs> It looked like they were happy. <laughs> so it wasn't what any big revelation or anything like that. We just went funeral, bang, straight into dinner. Oh, how did that happen? Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because if he was just passing on a message, how to go to like that level of... And My God, what, a, what a stupid place to have dinner as well. <laughs> At a medieval restaurant. Dressed up as if they're going to a swanky restaurant, but it's medieval. Oh. I know. What is this? Yeah, I don't, I don't know. What to me, this is this should have taken place in a coffee shop, right? At lunchtime, having a coffee. It didn't need to be a a dinner, big, huge, extravagant restaurant that they probably, you know, I mean, I don't know if it was a real restaurant. Obviously not, but I don't know. That, that, see, that's that's a scene that could have been cut down and condensed, and you know, that's another place that we could have lost Her some time budget? there instead of. How much yeah. budget was spent building that stupid uh, thing? I bet, I bet, right? Mm, exactly. So there were those little scenes like that that were just like, huh? What's going on? Yeah, yeah. I um. This is why I've always said I never liked the, the love interest character. I was always a trope in Hollywood oh, movies. God. I never liked I just thought it was a, you know, oh, we'll just put the love interest here. And it's like my a two-dimensional character. The, my brother calls them the FFs, the film fucks. Mm -hmm. Every movie has to have a film fuck in it, you know, and um, Lucy was it. And it was like, well, she didn't even suit the character. So, I don't know. It was just a bit weird. Uh, um, the romantic angle was just off. It was off. It was off. There was no chemistry, no reason, no plot. There was no, no. reason in the plot. No, no. The pacing was off. It was like they fell in love so quick. And it's just like, well, how can they when they're both grieving? Okay, maybe it's a rebound. It didn't even feel like a rebound. It was no, because like, oh. Ray was, you know, in Bannister can see Ray. Ray's talking to him. Yes. 
that'll be like he's basically going, I'm gonna have a go at this. Nah, 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 nah. You know, you're like, Yeah. And that's I think not his character. The... Right, it's not. But I, I think what they tried to do was make that scene hilarious, which it wasn't. It was funny. There was a couple of funny bits in there that were like, ha ha, yeah. But it wasn't. It didn't it didn't end up being the comical situation that they probably were trying to build it up to be. I didn't laugh once scary. during this movie. Um, the only time I laughed seriously was when Stuart got stuck in the door. <laughs> I thought that was great. I thought, wow, we're going to get a Peter Jackson movie again. And that was it. That was just the funniest bit in there was him getting stuck in the door. I thought that was comical. And even that was off because a ghost's not going to get stuck in the door. You know, Peter Jackson wouldn't have let the ghost get stuck in the door, but I, I sort of thought that that was what we were leading into. Sure, it was a season ghost as well, so it wasn't as if he was. Yeah. You know, because I saw Michael J. Fox becoming a ghost, Bannister becoming a ghost. In fact, even Ray becoming a ghost, trying to figure it out. Yeah. Would have worked down, but not Stuart being around for ages. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and even the same yeah. with the dog. You know, stealing. Um, yes. Oh God, who do you call him? I forgot the name. The sheriff. The judge. The judge. Oh. Um, yeah, judge. the judge's jawbone. Yeah. Um, that was, wasn't funny. I wasn't laughing. I, you kind of saw. Be... Yeah, it was supposed to be funny, but um, it just it was felt. supposed to be funny, but it wasn't. It was off. It was off. I mean, I didn't even click. It wasn't until I watched it the second time. Well, one and a half times I watched it, that I got it, that it was actually his jawbone. And it was like, okay, so that was supposed to be funny. That really wasn't funny. I missed the mark the first time. Yeah. So, um. Yeah. Yeah. I, uh, I don't know. But, yeah, that's, that's this whole thing with um, – this might have worked better as a buddy movie, but you'd already got two buddies. And Saracen Stewart. Yes, he does. And I don't know. Um, I just don't know. That's. I think that's my. I'm struggling with this one. <laughs> I think that's a bit. I think that's my whole thing about this. I don't know, because there's just a whole logic feel. Yeah. And the dialogue and that, but. If something oh. had happened to Saris and Stuart and then, or he didn't have Saris and Stuart, if there had been genuine ghosts and he he booted them out instead of being a con man, there's so much wrong with us that it, it yeah. trips over itself. That's Yeah, it does. It's almost like one, you can't even fix, it, there's so many threads that yes. are loose that yep. you just can't identify the one to pull because the whole thing are all unraveling and you have to start from scratch anyway, so you may yep. as well Go back Just to the drawing board. On. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah, yeah. I think that's where I'm struggling with this because I can't go, well, if you fix that, that would sort it out because yep. that doesn't because end then... with this. And... Yep. That's right. Yeah. Oh, dear. Um, yeah, uh, frustration is the best. Frustrating, uh, disappointed, not what I expected. Um, from a Peter Jackson movie, this is all wrong. It's wrong. Um, 
you know, I think he was probably really, really amped, you know, to have Michael J. Fox on board. Because he was, big, he was still a big name. Back then, he was huge, right? Uh, right up until the 2000s and all that sort of stuff. Yeah. With his, yeah. So he was a really big actor back then. And to have him on board would have been like, Peter Jackson would have been like amped, you know, but then, you know, the restraints and all that, he couldn't really get that character to well, come Jim out Bush, of. Bush, you know, he played, uh, he's in this as well. There's a couple of big names, you know, it's not as a, it's a small he's, production. So um, he's working with a decent cast. Yeah, but I think you're right when when it comes to this is a job. This one is the one that this is a job. The other ones were his gems, his babies, mm. and this is somebody else's baby. Mm. That he just happened to. Well, he wasn't actually supposed to direct it. Um, Zarek, is it? Is that his name? The the. Producers that, um, well, he, he asked Jackson for was, Peter to come aboard, wasn't he? he was, yeah, he did. He asked him to direct it because once he saw the the written piece from him and Fran, he just turned around and said, Oh no, I'm you have to direct it now because you've made what you've done with it is amazing. So they just said, Could you direct it, please? So he did, but he still had constraints, obviously. Dealing with Hollywood, so yeah, it's America's meant to, yeah, it was meant to be a spin off from uh, Tales from the Crypt. Um, yes. it was during Heavenly Creatures that, um, yep, Jackson yep. and oh god, Jackson Fred. Walsh, yeah, yeah, yep. so they do really, really good together, those two. <laughs> They do, but I think with the interference from Hollywood, which is probably like the tenth time I've said it now, they ruined it. Yeah, there's uh, you can just see this all over studio yeah. interference. Um, I mean the fact that they wanted Weta Workshops to create a Midwestern American township in the middle of New Zealand. I mean that what that did to them was it pushed them into stressful territory you know what I mean um you know so they just said yep film it in Wellington film it in Wellington and Littleton but um you have to make it look like a a, a western American, American yeah, it, yeah. it didn't really seem like an American township at all it it was all New Zealand it I I don't know I don't know if nothing it seemed like anything there's nothing to hold on to um compare this to poltergeist you have your ground in there. You know where you are. Um, you have the family that even the comedic bits in that land because it's genuine. You know it, it fits some of the script. Yep. Um, this doesn't know what it's doing. It doesn't know no. what it wants to be. Yep. Too many angles. Too many threads. Too much plot. Yeah, there's loads plot. of plot. Like um, we we'll get yep. the introduction. That was the next thing to bring on. Uh, Milton Dammers, the FBI agent. Oh, what was the point of that character? Do you know who I thought it was? Jim Carrey. Same here. I, I thought it was Jim Carrey. Yeah. But it's not. It's a guy who plays uh, Herbert West in the Reanimator. 
Yeah, he's um he's done some other horrors, the Army of the Dead or whatever. Yeah, that? but that's um, right, man. Yeah. You know I mean, he's he's a guy that played right. Herbert West in the Reanimator. Um, he's yeah. a very dry actor, but this is not him either. <laughs> no, if a Herbert West character had to come on, it would suit him. But this this was if um they had got Jim Carrey, it would have made sense. To play the character, but the character Absolutely. makes no sense in the story. The character makes no sense. Um, I've been trying to rack my brain thinking, why the hell did they do that? And because this is, I think this is the first movie I've seen an FBI agent portrayed in such a really bad light. Okay, they, they had to have the FBI involved, obviously, because they had the sheriff involved and the murders were crossing state lines so they had to bring in the fbi agent why did they have to make it so well i think it's just because possibly they're dealing with a serial killer so they brought in an fbi agent because that's what americans do right you've got a sheriff you've got the local police and then you've got the fbi and then you've got the cia i don't know they wanted to mix it all in in a big melting pot and then they come up with this character who looks like jim carrey acts like Jim Carrey, and it's not Jim Carrey, but he's an absolute doofus. And he has no purpose. How did he get into the FBI if he scared a woman? It just made no sense. I think they're trying to go along the angle of these specialists that, you know, is this the start of this weird autistic comedy that Americans are obsessed with? I think so. Americans are... Obsessed with autistic people for some reason. And I don't know why. Autistic. Um, it just means you're socially awkward. I it know, just means right? you don't pick up social cues. But Americans have made them into poor folks and the freaking. And it's Asperger's. It's not even real, you know. These these people have these symptoms and have these diseases, but it doesn't mean that the completely dysfunctional person like Damers was. You know, his character was absolutely bizarre. Yeah. I mean, it was so off and it didn't even suit the film. It was it like was a spanner. A... It was like a machine sort of chuttering along here. It's like his um, steam engine for his camera steam engine. Yes, <laughs> right. For... <laughs> it's like Jackson's got this thing built up and then Milton's character is just this huge lug wrench. He's just been winged at it. And oh, it's just absolutely. went in and just went boom, 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 boom. Hundred percent, hundred percent. He was a dick, and um, there's no likable characters in this movie except for Cyrus and Stuart and the judge. <laughs> but you know, Damers was just a moron. I mean, oh, I just, I can't get why they would have him in there. What's going on? And he doesn't have a plot. There's no purpose to the plot having him in. There's no like the things he does to mess things up. Um, what did he do? He dropped the you know, oh I, he spilt the urn. The urn could have got dropped. Um, by somebody else. He, he didn't have to put um Lucy in the car to take her you know what I mean? That he, she could have been in the sheriff's car for rifting out the sheriff, you know, and the sheriff yeah. going to take her home to calm down and yeah. the once this is the bloat. This is the Oh, we need to put this in. No, you don't. Yeah. And you can just see 
I think this has opened my eyes more than any other movie about the bloat of Hollywood and how yes, they throw do. stuff in and the executives get involved and the costs go up and everything gets messed up for absolutely no reason apart from a few morons that just don't have no purpose being involved in the uh, the creative process. Yep. Because um, they're meant to watch dailies. You know, at, at the end of each day's shooting, there's a thing called the dailies and that's what the the exact, you know, the, the one who's funded it, the, the overseer checks. Um, that's it. But these are people who are just trying to make a movie by committee. Mm. Because we've seen, because there's a sixth movie now, and the, you know, um, yep. so we've got five examples of movies being made of different styles as well. It's not just, Jackson is not a one-trick pony. No. no. We've seen movies of different styles, different budgets, different characters um on a fraction of the budget done better yep this should have been golden this should have been this should have been lord of the rings before lord of the rings yeah yeah or this should have been the ring or the grudge you know something (sighs) higher higher this could have been a major stamp and house you know i mean it could have been this you know as iconic as that. Yep. This could have been the next thing in horror. In fact, if it had been, I think Jackson would have went a whole different route. Would have had a whole... I think horror would have changed. Yes, that's a good... I actually think horror would have changed as a genre because if this had just been allowed to be Jackson and then interfere and bring all this extra stuff in that just... in all directions... Yeah. Um, yeah. Restaurant scene, an entire character that makes no sense. So there's all the scenes with him in it. There's all the plot devices with him in it that could have just went, not been there. There's a slim down movie that had earlier me. There's a character. There's a. There's already the beginning of a bomber character. Even him and Ray could have been a buddy movie. Yes. Yes. Without lose the love interest, be sympathetic towards Lucy, but there's a there. This could be a cop buddy movie. Yeah, right. Because there was a building off it. Um, yep. I'll say it again. I have to do this. Um, do you want to jump? Have you ever seen Heart Condition? No. Bob Hoskins and uh, Denzel Washington. No, I don't think I have. We've got to do that one. Um, Get a couple of folks because um, that's a that's a fantastic movie, and it actually it's the only one that seriously talks about racism and actually does it brilliantly. Wow! And the redemption arc because um, Bob Huston's character is a racist cop. Oh. Denzel Washington's character is a like a effy lawyer, if that makes sense. He defends the wrong clients. Right. Bob Hoskins' character has a massive heart attack just as Denzel Washington's character dies. And Bob Hoskins gets Denzel's heart, his character's heart, and a transplant because he's the only compatible donor. You know how they talk about Get Out being like a super racist movie about racism? It's like, not, no, this one is because when he finds out he has a black man's heart inside him, he freaks out. And you know, the proper reactions of a racist. And then Denzel's character haunts him. 
is. It sounds so cool. It's brilliant. It's like 48 hours, but with ghosts. And actually wow. tackles it tackles someone's preconceived ideas and then seeing humanity and then them coming together because they have to. Wow. That's and mind blowing. Proper character arcs. You know what I mean? You've got two fantastic actors. Yeah. And it's not in the it's just an example of humanity. Um but there, there's a there's a ghost human. Sorry, get back on point. There's a ghost human buddy cop movie, which this could have thing if it right. didn't actually happen. Yep, exactly. Right. Mm. Um and I, was... I think if he had to put a mustache on um Dammers, he would have looked like Hitler, huh? That's what they were going for. That's what they were going for, right? But, you know I mean he was busy dressed like a fucking Gestapo SF agent. Officer. Yeah. Yep. Mm. Yeah. But Jack's already done that. that. I reckon and it brain was dead. deliberate. But Jack's already did it. <laughs> and did it better and brain dead. Exactly. With the doctor, right. with the the tranquilizer. <laughs> exactly right. Oh my gosh. Exactly. So, so this was a pale imitation of a character that Jackson already created and did better yep. and had less screen time and served the yep. plot. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Oh dear! Uh, I still laugh at that. Like I, I I'm even think right. I'm even thinking about that movie, and I'm still giggling at that scene in the vets. <laughs> yeah, no, it's great. And there was an over the top character. Oh yeah. And I'm still laughing at it because it's brilliantly done. Brilliant. This guy. Absolutely. This guy is terrible. Oh. He is terrible. He's uh... a waste. Waste of time, waste of money. Yeah. So there, there's another one. I'll just bloat. Studio getting involved. Yeah, I wonder if he got a big black mark next to his name after doing that movie. Who, Jackson or... Um, no, yeah. the um, Dammers. What's his name? Um, oh, I can't remember. Can't remember. The, um, Josh or something. Yeah, he's the actor who played, like I said. Uh, Army of the Dead. Yeah. People get them mixed up with the one that does um, Evil Dead. Oh, oh God, right. I um, I'm terrible with people's names. <laughs> oh, welcome to my world. <laughs> Jeffrey Combs. That's it, Jeffrey Combs. Yeah. Mm. Um, yeah. He's done a few good movies. Oh, but in, this is a, rather a black well. mark on his one. Mm. Poor dude. Sundance. Um, oh, he's been a lot of voiceover stuff. Yes, he has. Yeah. Yeah, tons of yeah, um, yeah tons of voiceover. Sorry, I'm scrolling yeah, back to yeah. find this to see. Oh, he was in the episode of Star Trek. You might. Yep, Star Trek. Right. He's on TV. Two thousand and two. God's sake. Um. Oh, Beyond Reanimator. Uh. That's not the one I remember. I remember the first sequel. So I need to look at them. I'm going to look at Lovecraft stuff at some point. Do a whole series and that. I still know what you did last summer. Ziggy's done. Right. right. Okay, right. So, nah, it didn't affect his career whatsoever. No. No, he, it didn't because he just. Thank goodness. Nah, he's, he's good. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm just scrolling back, scrolling back, scrolling. Oh, right, there we go. The Frighteners. No, no, no effect on him whatsoever. 
<laughs> good. That's good to know because that would have been a real shame. <laughs> yeah, because I was I was not a character he was suited for either. No, I no. just didn't need to. Um, yeah, the shoot out of the museum. That's, oh. You know, because how did this all? Yeah, it was after the dinner. He goes to the bathroom because um, Ray spills wine on him. <sighs> he meets this other bloke who will see the number. I that I get why they did it, but it made no sense. I get why they did it too, but it did not make sense. Um, I lost the count. Lost count. It wasn't the counting didn't add up because one minute. Dharma's is saying there was 29 and then the number on Singy's forehead said 40. So I'm like, ah, oh, how does that work yeah, um, yeah, it was just like, well, why did you bother putting numbers on there? Because you didn't even match them up with the storyline. It was like, yeah, you know? I was almost as if they're saying there's more and more people coming in with these strange heart attacks, but yes. that couldn't be attributed to one person then. No, the, but they the, tried to attribute it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They tried to use it. Dr. Will, you said the pacing of this movie, you have no sense of time. No. This all feels like no. it's happening within like two days. Right, exactly right. And it's not. It feels like it's, it's it, well, we know it's not. It's, it's over in months. And it just feels like it's just been done straight away. You well, know? It felt like it's a month just... watching this. Yeah. <laughs> it felt like we're spending <laughs> a month watching this bloody movie for it to get somewhere. Yeah, so the, once again, time, pacing, yeah. you have no sense of where you are and how this is escalating. Like, if you had a scene maybe the hospitals and it was over a couple of days and the morgue was starting to fill up, yeah, and Bannister was bumping into people left, right and centre, yeah, you know, and him going, what, this yep. is getting full. And then that would have led to... Hines, him and Hines reached an agreement of him. This is not good, man. Yeah, we got to work together. Yeah, you know. It... <sighs> and the Grim Reaper didn't make sense either. I have to say, oh, that was just a hide, and we already had it. Um, because we're already told at the start who it was. Exactly. So, um. Okay. It made Johnny no wouldn't you it was Johnny Bartlett because in these sort of movies that you're trying to find out who the killer is, you're told who it is. It's always a character you've met, so they've already given the whole spiel about Johnny Bartlett and his killing spree and the 12 people and uh his girlfriend who's only 15 at the time. You know, you were given all that at the start. Yeah. So yeah. There was no need for a reveal when you knew who it was. No. It wasn't well what I, I just don't know. I, I I was lost. I was lost when it was revealed that he was the Grim Reaper because then it's like, well, if if that's the case and he was going and hanging out with Patricia every night, the beginning scene didn't make sense because why is she scared of him? I, you know what I mean? And he's trying to strangle her and she there's and mother's protector. Her, but yet they're together. It's like, well, who plotted this out? It's just Jackson didn't. Peter Jackson didn't. That's who we know didn't plot this out. No, he didn't. <laughs> he can't have. He can't have because a five-year-old could have plotted this out better. 
there's no it's way a, he it's like um, the first shitty draft of one of my book one of my stories you know when you write a plot and you don't finish it off or you know i have loads of those and that's why they don't go any further because i look and i go no i'm not expecting <laughs> that in the world that's you know you know when you have an idea and you think it's going well and then you start and it doesn't it just doesn't land and yeah if i'm boring myself reading it i'm not gonna put it out exactly exactly right so yeah no the grim reaper although uh, i have to say they made him look really good um All style I was, substance i was confused i was totally confused by that it made no sense it's like yeah it, it just... and then he was able to kill ghosts it was like but he didn't and there's another thing as well there's no because they aren't seen, so there's no uh, consequence. Oh, yes. There's no yes, consequence no. to being killed as a ghost. So the whole point of being a ghost is you don't cross over to the other side. Yes. Something's holding you to the earth. Yeah, exactly. And he can't be the real Grim Reaper. He was disguising himself as the Grim Reaper. Then he wasn't really the Grim Reaper, so the Grim Reaper can't kill ghosts. So, <laughs> and I, I don't want to, you know, I mean, jumping to the end scene, killing the ghosts made no difference. It didn't, it didn't do any, uh, it didn't add anything. It didn't add anything. I don't, I just don't know. Something major went wrong. <laughs> <laughs> oh dear this could um, have been a buddy cop like I said him and Ray Ray getting killed and not being happy about it yep and then yep Bannister trying to solve his murder yep that's right could have gone off onto and instead of him being stitched up for it I'm actually being brought in as an investigator so there's no need for Milton's character out the window gone yeah because this is happening the police are overwhelmed well guess what he's a calm man but but he can see ghosts so why don't we and get then him the the sheriff believes in him because the sheriff knew yeah. everyone knew him before this happened and they know why he's the burnt out man he is and it's a small town so it's not like he's yeah. everybody knows who he is yeah there's I another actually... character what do you call her the flipping museum uh Oh, Reese Jones, the uh, the reporter. Yeah. No. No, not the reporter. The the curator. Number oh. thirty nine. Right. Right. Did um, she die? Yeah. Sure. She. The reenact the car scene. Oh, you. Oh, you mean the. You mean Reese Jones? So she was the. She was a reporter, wasn't she? Was she not the museum curator, or was she just no, to be there? no, no? She's the reporter who is. Uh, she's the one who was writing the newspaper Magda. reports about, about him being a fraud and a con man. No, I'm thinking of Magda. Elizabeth Hawthorne. Oh, Magda's the one that read the newspaper. Right. Who owns the right. museum? Right, okay. And they have oh, this weird antagonistic 
relationship which made no sense yeah so been all that stuff the, then she died yeah in the car remember yeah. reenacted her the, the same car crash type situation yeah made no sense no no it didn't um <laughs> so didn't and having ah uh, god having what's his face god I there's, too, there's too many characters and that's there's a problem there's too many characters uh, there is there is there johnny really bartlett is. having the reveal that it was johnny bartlett and patricia killed his wife even though he already crashed that took away from the whole guilt of him causing the accident yeah it did right it and did plus it did. why would they kill and her then, not him and then it ended up affecting the ending right yeah yeah just ah uh, yeah so she was number 13 obviously so and they made a big thing about that I mean, if, if there were all those people dying in one city, they, I mean... That's where more... that's where I'm thinking. If the, the sheriff's office had to call them in because they were desperate, and if I had seen the bodies going into the morgue and then the ghosts coming yeah. out and Bannister encountering them all the time, and then him helping the police, there's straight away, there's a load of crap cut out of this movie, and it goes in a linear yeah. direction. Yeah. And then even Cyrus and Stuart and the judge could have played a part in that, you know, instead of them just being sidekicks who are actually going around haunting places and getting him jobs. They he could have, have been actually been, been kicking genuine ghosts out of the house. Yes, exactly. Right, come right? on, guys. And he, right, see his whole blase thing about the squirt gum with the holy water and that, right? Oh. What, what it could have been was quite simply, he said, look, you're dead. What? No, I'm not. Yes, you're dead, mate. Come on. Yeah. Gotta get you back. Yep. Yep. And all these scenes when people die and they're all bah! going up to heaven, that was just so out, just so off. It was just... Ugh, God. And actually, them not going to heaven and being held on the earth because it was... Um, what do you call him? Fucking Johnny killing them. Yeah. Then clogging up the cemetery. There you go. There's Heinz character getting brought in again because his cemetery is getting overwhelmed and he can't administer them exactly. all. Exactly. It's all there. It's all there. Linear plot. It's all there. And I mean, even in that scene, all the ghosts were there coming out of the, you know, walking around the grave, grave yeah. site. I mean, get back in your, you know. Yeah, exactly. Wait for yeah. the next hundred year, you know, your next dark for your chance to cross over. Um, but he's getting overwhelmed because all these bodies are coming in, and, he, and they're then then it's complete chaos in the graveyard. It's complete chaos. Yep. Discipline's broken down. Yep. It's all led. It's all lined it up. Yeah. They brought all this extra shite, and this the studio brought all this extra shite, and a stupid love interest character which serves no purpose. No. She still does better, actually, than the girl boss anyway, because the, the, what they've replaced the love interest with the girl boss is worse. Yeah. And yeah, both yeah, are disingenuous, yeah. the women, <laughs> as characters. Yeah. Oh, yeah, totally. Um, 
<laughs> but sorry, that's right. I, I don't agree with the narf, so I'm an alt-right as the folk. Because <laughs> I don't say the right things. <laughs> that's so the Holy Church of Woke tells me. <laughs> Oh dear. Oh dear. This uh, this is actually painful. The I didn't think we were going to last an hour talking about this movie, but bloody hell, it's it's opened up oh. something here. <laughs> yeah, a whole can of worms. We're all worried about Peter Jackson now. <gasps> yeah, actually, this could have been uh, for someone as intelligent and creative. This could have broken him. It would have broken me. Yeah, I wouldn't. Have, I'd, have, I'd have just been disgusted and walked off and went never again. Oh, I wonder no if amount of money in the world's worth it. Yeah, no, exactly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Then we'll have a whole <laughs> third act. Yep. That was like another movie in itself. Yep, it was. Completely changed the mood. Kind of there's the another right there's another angle deborah's killing them in real life with his help he then kills their ghost in death because he's trying to become come back to life say so therefore he's preventing the souls move on that yeah um there's still that many you know there's that many influx so we could still stay with that same storyline but here's the crux he gets to kill so many, he gets to come back to life, but as a powerful being. Yep. All these souls are getting, you know, not getting the crossover. There's yep. that's what they have to stop. Yep. But no, it didn't happen like that. No, not at all. Because actually, the way they did it, because right, this whole third act is to get the reveal that's Johnny Bartlett, which when you it was all set led up from a start. So we had all this fluff in the middle to get there, and it's like, yeah, when oh. you know, you're nobody was surprised. Yeah, it's 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 they make it ambiguous when it's actually not because we already know. Because there couldn't be anybody it. else. You can't you can't introduce it's, when it's a murder mystery. You can't introduce another character. It has to be one of the. That's the rules, you know. Or else, that is the rules. That's uh, right. If you're following the. The points of a murder mystery you have to have met the character you have to have met the killer yeah exactly and the whole point is you pick up the threads to figure yep. out which one uh, the who done it you know what i mean that's yep, the who done it yep typical um, sherlock holmes you know yeah Poirot, or yep. you know you know i mean every everyone on this on um follows the same formula because that's the formula that works yeah yeah so they're trying trying to blame frank for all of these, even though he wasn't there at most of the times, and how does one person do it, leave absolutely no evidence? Yeah, make forty people have heart attacks. It's like, well, this obviously it's a small town, so everybody's going to know something's going on that's not right. Um, a human can't be doing this, you know. It's like, well, oh, I don't know. Ridiculous. Yeah, God. Um, it just didn't make sense. It sucked. That bit sucked. But the third, the third, um, the third part of the movie was different. 
it did it did give some revelations away, but at the end of the day, we already knew what most of it was. So there was nothing at that stage. There's, nothing surprising. Yeah, no surprises. No. Um, there was no no sense no of urgency. And no resolutions? No. No urgency, no. Yeah, they were trying to put his ghost to rest, but at the same time, it just, I don't know. It didn't work. It didn't work. No, it didn't. And then Milton getting involved in it made, once again, what the hell? I feel your frustration. I don't know, it's just, this has been, this has been the most difficult one. I I genuinely thought Forgotten Silver was going to be the tricky one that we're going to review. I honestly, I thought that was going to be like the horrible bad one, and it, yeah, it didn't it actually surprise me pleasantly. Surprised me watching so, that. Yep. This one, like when I first watched it, you know, when I was a kid, um, it just flew over my head, but I knew I didn't like it. I knew it wasn't, you know, it's one wasn't one I was ever felt the need to revisit again. No, you know, just stuff happened on screen. Now I'd have actually looked at it with as part of this series and yep. what we've discussed and learned. I'm actually disgusted. Yeah, I'm revolted. Yep, yep. But I don't yep. believe I can. I can't blame Jackson for this. Nope, there's no way. There's no way we can blame him for this. Absolutely not. If he had been given full reins, it would have been a box office hit. And cheaper. And would have, yep, and it would have propelled off different angles, you know, lots of different things. Fell uh, short. Yeah, Um. so yada, yada, yada. Uh, what was it? Yeah, Banner said he had to, you know, have a near-death experience or become a ghost himself and then he was going to just blow his brains out because pointless dramatic act. And then this is the only about Lucy actually became useful as a character because she was a doctor, which really she gave no indication. She was just a, a side character, you know what I mean? Yeah. Served no purpose. Blah, blah, slow his heart rate down, giving drugs, stick him in the freezer, whatever. Nice and dramatic. But... When he actually goes to heaven and he gets to meet Deborah after all this time and all this guilt, there's like two words to say to each other. Nothing happened. No, oh my God, I'm so sorry for crashing the car and killing you and I miss you and I love you forever and no. He doesn't even walk over to her. He doesn't even touch her. Well, you'd think the first thing you do is give your loved one a hug, you know. He, he hugged Saracen Stewart. I know, but what? All of a sudden, is he over her? It didn't seem like during the movie. He yeah, wasn't I've over. got a, I've got a new new squeeze in the go down here. Yeah. Demand. Yeah, you crack uh, on. Go yeah. enjoy yourself. Yeah, <laughs> that was it. That was all the depth and emotion. Now we have had him moping about for an hour and thirty minutes at this point. And broken man on finished house. He's turned the basketball court into a garden as a know. you know 
everything else is a mess with this lovely tended garden as a an homage to her. He's never forgiven himself. He's given up his career. Blah 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 blah. He gets one of them moments, which is supposed to be like once in a lifetime moment to say, "Sorry, I actually talk to the one you love and do we regrets and get forgiveness." Yeah. Hi there. Hiya. Uh, do you mind? If I'm I'm tapping this now. Yeah, it's right. It was like seeing an ex-girlfriend and, oh, hi, awkward moment. Yeah, there was, it just fell totally flat off. There was more emotion between him, Sarah, and Stuart, which I get yeah. as a body comedy. And once again, back to my point, killing a ghost makes no difference. It actually accelerates the process. So if Barton had to run around with a, a scythe in the, uh, the cemetery, nobody would be in the cemetery, they'd all be up or down, you know, not stuck yeah. in limbo. There's no no consequences, no repercussions, no no, uh, no, no. urgency. No, not at all, not at all. <laughs> and I the mean, Americans the, rated this eighteen. Eh? <laughs> and the Americans rated this eighteen for adults only. <laughs> oh my god! Wow, uh, man. Oh. <laughs> this is this is too in depth and scary. <laughs> Oh, it's so sad. (laughs) You know, oh my God, there was like no emotion at all in the movie. Um, And you'd think the one opportunity that they could have implanted some emotion would have been when him and Deborah meet, you know, in heaven. It's like, I am. Just you need ridiculous. to go home. I am home. Like, I am home. I will give the most robotic line ever. I know. And she's such a famous New Zealand actress, too. Um, but just look, he showed more emotion with Saracen Stewart. I know. <laughs> was she not, were they not in the same room together? It's just was this a, was she did she dial it did she dial this performance in was she in like in a different sound stage and they didn't actually meet each other it was out was this a green screen thing yeah I, I'm beginning to wonder if that's actually what happened <laughs> because you only really see her and she's like scene. a cutaway she's like a cutaway yeah. scene but like was there no budget left so those two could walk across the clouds <laughs> two meters exactly right. Oh my How God. did he go from being like, hey guys, and all happy to, I am home? I know. I mean, is this, is this a take on the bros before hoes thing? You know? I... That's what I thought was, oh, your buddies are more important than your ex-lover that you killed in a car crash. But uh, then we find out she wasn't killed in the car crash because Johnny did it. It but like, Johnny didn't do him as well when it was all about getting the numbers. So there was two, and he only did one. Oh, sucks. And he spent years yeah. as a broken man. But yeah, I'm sorry now because Lucy's coming. Oh, along. just ridiculous! It was just ridiculous, just stupid. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not what you expect. No, no. That was disappointing. That scene. I, I mean, it. That scene killed me. I died a little inside. I'm not an, like a lovey-dovey yeah. emotional person, but I wanted a bit of emotional payoff that's been building up to this moment. Yep. 
<clears throat> so there was no resolution for us. As a viewer, we didn't get a sense of any resolution between Deborah and Frank meeting again. It was just a, it was just merely nothing. Like, no, like, may as well have been passing in the street, like a busy street yeah. with loads of cars and just went. Yep. Yep, exactly. So sad. The dog was happier with the judge's jaw. Yeah. <laughs> there was more emotion than that with the dog wagging his tail with judge's jawbone in his mouth. Oh, God, exactly. Judge showed more emotion when he was in the sarcophagus. Yes. <laughs> That's and that, that was a Jackson line. He put that in. That had to be a Jackson line. Oh, oh. I love yeah. it when the lie still like that. It's like, yeah. Okay, yeah. That. Yep. He slipped he that still, in there. He slipped that in. He had to contain himself though in the gorse, you know, when it came to the Egyptian scene. Um, you could see that he had to pull himself in because there's so many. God, how the hell did he end up in the coffin? It was just like. Oh my god, I'm just I'm just so confused. But 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 I loved it when the judge came through and you know he was shooting everybody and it was like ah no more shooting blanks. That was supposed to be funny. Well, it wasn't. No. No. Not but at all. There was a thing that could hurt the ghost, so there's a chance to get a battle plan, but yeah, whatever. Just Exactly. Uh... <laughs> and then <laughs> As if we hadn't been cheapened enough, we get the end of the movie. Oh, fuck. Where the house is getting demised. They're sitting on a picnic table or a picnic blanket. Who would do that? Who would sit there having a picnic while your investment is being knocked down? No one. It's not relatable. It's not even relatable. But even that, you wouldn't hang up. There's nothing there. That, like, that's not even a nice place to have a picnic. It's not. It's a terrible place to have a picnic. And why would you sit there and seriously watch all your money go down the tube like that? You know? Uh, I don't know. And then she pretends, you know, <gasps> that stupid scene in the ending scene where she puts a blanket over her head. You're like, so oh. you've just cheapened everything. Absolutely. Yep. Because you notice Milton sitting in the back seat. She's a revelation as she can see them too. And then the way she does it, just so hammy and bad. And Oh, no. And if that was supposed to be a cliffhanger with what's his face in the back, it didn't work. You know. Once again, his character work. served no purpose. No, no. He would have been better off as a ghost. Do you know, actually, now that I think about it, if the whole town started the same the dead. Wow. I'm freaking the hell out. That would make sense. And then, that would have been awesome. Oh my god, that would have just been amazing. And then Bannister being the hero, because yep. Bannister didn't get a chance to be a hero unless he was like a no, no, but I no. um a shallow character, shallow character. Yeah, no, no development in his character at all. No, no, and that's why I said him and Hines the interaction because Hines got cut through in like half a second in fact Bannister yeah. did more with the machine guns than he did the trained marine you know and just I don't know man this is this was hard yeah it's a hard review it was right 
I wanted to enjoy it, but I just couldn't. Even on a superficial level, if I had you know just the popcorn flick, I would have liked to have enjoyed this movie. It's just a generic. Okay, well he's made a generic one. This is a, this is how he got because the next one's obviously the Fellowship of the Ring we're going to do. Um, okay, this is his stepping into mainstream, showing that he can work in a big studio. Yes, and he can work within their parameters, right? Without yep. expressing his own creative abilities. Um, they've dulled him down or numbed him down to the point where he's not Peter Jackson anymore in the, in, in this franchise. They could have this... had anybody direct this because this was just yeah. so. You know, I mean, there was no. Uh, you know, there's a reason you get a director because you want their take, you want their style. Yes, there's a reason right? you have certain actors for certain roles. Yeah, there's a reason but why you use certain no. special effects companies. There's a reason why these marriages are made. Yep. Because they work together. Why else do you think likes of Tim Burton has his particular actors he uses? Yes. Etc. You know. Yeah. Same with Scott, like say Quentin Tarantino. Yes. For we know what we're getting with Quentin Tarantino. Absolutely. Yeah. He yep. is the most. We know what we're getting with. Oh, he's just amazing. He's he my is the most done down, ridiculed director of all time, and he's a bloody genius. He's a freaking genius. All right. And. Yeah. He's done. He's been done. He's somebody I see has been done dirty, which no, he has. absolutely no reason. No, no. But people still love him. You could have got right. This would be like you could have. This could have been directed by Quentin Tarantino under the same constraints, and it wouldn't have been Tarantino. This was a fast food chain. Um, movie. Yeah. yeah. Was it because Jackson's relatively new that they could pressure him. I think so. However, I th actually, I think this movie was useful. How? <laughs> well, we're going to see in the next one we do. Right. Mm -hmm. Because he did not, he went in with, I am not doing this unless, blah, 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 blah. And I will not do it unless, blah, 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 yes. blah, blah, blah. Yep, you're damn right. This showed him what it's like to work with Hollywood and to have signed a contract saying, okay, I will keep to your parameters. I won't use my creative flair. Um, and there you go. He gets Lord of the Rings. And then he's like, nah, I'm doing what I want to do because he can do it, you know. And even then those movies are a bit of a difference as we see in Sir Peter Jackson's other ones, but you can still see him in it. Oh, absolutely. Mm. But this one was a total. This would have been an eye opener for him. I think this is a yeah. This is a learning experience. Yeah. I think this but is it got him. him into, it got him into Hollywood. Yeah. It got him into Hollywood, which is what his dream probably was. And then when the dream fell short, then he was able to come up with his own plan. I'm not going to do another one unless I get full creative, you know, play. Yeah, these basically. are my expert. This is what I need. Or you don't yep. get, yeah. Um, and it, and at the time of Lord of the Rings, of course, everybody was making movies over here because we were the cheapest country to make movies in. It's cyclical. So, you find that you know, and then inflation happens, then they move somewhere else, and then yeah, it comes yep. back around Norway again. And, yeah, exactly right. Yeah, but because um, yeah, the UK has become the spot again. We've come back around. Have you? Yeah. 
So there are a lot of current movies are being filmed here because we have become the cheapest spot for the time being. Because they were filming Eastern Europe and then they've obviously the prices went up now, so they've pulled out of there. They've come here, so they'll be back around your house before you know it. Yeah. <laughs> it's, just, it's just the way of the world. Yeah, People start right. it, it becomes a good thing. People start sticking their arm in so the, the costs go up and then it becomes unattainable. So the yes. the... that's what happens. Yep. yep. Yeah. Because people are bringing. <laughs> okay. It's just it's it's a one greedy bastard just starts a whole cycle. It's like with pebble at the top of the hill. Yeah. Someone's like, I'm yeah. gonna stick my arm up a wee bit more, and then everything just goes. Yep, that's right. But that's the beauty that's, of we're always yes. going to be people are always going to be like that it's never going to change it can wear a different face we have a different banner but it's human nature yep absolutely but there you go that was that but this is uh definitely the most difficult review i, I find this one and this isn't even like there's movies i've straight out hated and i've been able to review yeah this comes with a, a sense of frustration when you know the creator the yep. person at the helm and what they're capable of yeah and you're just like this didn't need to happen if i think in reality if i hadn't have seen the previous five other movies this one i just would have gone oh my god but peter jackson sucks yeah and you'd peter just be like sucks. yeah never watch anything about him again no exactly but we know that he had nothing to do with this and i'm sure there'll be a video there somewhere that says oh you know i had to do this and that yeah, and i wanted to that. I, that's what i said i wanted to come in here with reaction to the movie that's what i like to do so i didn't want to yep. fill myself up with yes because that's um with the clive barker stuff that's the mistake i made as i started looking into the because i love the special effects and that's what tainted me because then all his things have been excuses even yes. at the release, you know, of why they're bad, and it's always fingers pointing everywhere, not at him. No self-reflection whatsoever, and I don't like people like that. No. Yeah. Um, and I don't yeah, want to get applied with us, if that makes sense. That's right, because you get a preconception right before you watch the movie, if yeah. you've watched all the... And then you don't yeah. react honestly. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Also, like, uh, it was actually Cameron said, "I you really want to have to do Frighteners." Sorry about that, mate. You know, and yeah, it's a stinking movie. It's, yeah, it is. But it's, I think I'm seeing it stinking, and you're seeing it stinking for a lot of different reasons. Because we're on this journey, and it's such a shame. It is a shame. Last question: yeah. Would this benefit from a remake, or should it just be buried? A remake with Sir Peter Jackson. Producing, directing, and writing it. Uh, no. Or is it better just, you know, you've got that. Just to leave it, actually. Because when I think about it, he's not ever going to be able to go back to what he did with Brain Dead and um, Bad Taste. He can't go back to that because that's that's what he was as a budding yeah. filmmaker, you know. So I don't think we, I, I think he should just leave it. Yeah, 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 I don't think. I, I that's love... the thing is because I have a I have a major problem. Just uh just a wee tangent here. Like my first book didn't land very well, and even me reading it is like I know there's something wrong with it. I know sort of roughly where it went wrong, 
and it's something that's really it's actually affecting me creating new stuff because that's in the back of my mind and i keep i'm tempted to go back and redo it but i'm like that's not the right direction is it yeah. you gotta be you know i mean you just oh, leave that behind you've got to be really careful because because then you start to cycle you're always going backwards and redoing you're going to end up like george lucas aren't you always poking and poking yeah yeah unless you really unless it's such a good story that you it's really not, want to put it was my first one it was like trash it um, trash it don't actually literally trash it keep it there but don't work on it anymore yeah. start something fresh and start with short stories. Start oh yeah, I've stuff. like loads of stuff yeah. here, but this is in the back of my mind, and I'm just thinking of Frighteners is just making me yeah. think a lot. Is that you know the whole remake thing? Is that uh, the way forward, you... or is that a bad idea? Are remakes as a whole a bad idea, or is there merit? I, I really, I am against remakes. I really am. I'm against them. I've seen remakes and I have not seen a good one yet. I have to say, I can't. Um, with your with your problem though, I, I think you should put it aside and oh, yeah, start off something fresh yeah. and l l just leave it there as a little reminder of, you know, but don't let it taint, don't let it taint your um, creative abilities to keep writing. But I just see um, it, you know, I could see this. I think that's my frighteners. If that makes sense. Yes. Okay. And it's annoying, you know, because you don't want to put out bad stuff. And if you know you're not happy with something, and it's got mixed reviews as well. Some people love it, others hate it. People are mid, you know, that sort of thing. So it's not like it's completely panned, or everyone's yeah. thinking, you know, and it's that sort of. It's got that range of things, which is cool. But when you know yourself. You do. It's not right, and then yeah. it's, I can see it with this movie. It's that's not thing. It's just brought in, and then it affects you moving forward because it's there in the back of your head, going, "Oh, I put this yeah. out, and it's not. I shouldn't have done. I should have tied it up or done something, you know." And, yeah. But it's too late now. It's done. The other thing you could do is split it apart and chuck it against the wall, and turn it all upside down. Mm. That's another way to do it. If there's an old novel that's hovering around in your computer from five years ago, um, people tend to like pull it apart, rip it apart, and then throw it against the wall and just 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 take it from there. Yeah, because that's my plan over the next couple of weeks, Heather, because I've got a bit of time actually trying to get some of this stuff nailed down because I've stuff all over the place. But the more I'm doing this, and the more I'm looking at stories and pulling them apart, I'm then more super critical of myself. Really? Because then yeah. I think I'm, I like, I don't want to be a hypocrite. <laughs> There's no point in me, you know, do you know what I mean? Oh, this is terrible, that's terrible. And then I throw out absolute crap just for the sake of it. And it's like, no, no, because then I'm. Oh, it must be hard for you to be able to. I think you're in a place where you're writing and reviewing at the same time. Do you think you're doing that? Where yeah. you're writing your stuff and you're reviewing it at the same time? Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like if you if you took that hat off and put your writing hat on, you could probably make a lot of good work with yours. Because I'm bloody, I'm you know, I like to think I'm a fur reviewer. You are. I 
I know what I'm, I'm looking. My primary focus is the story and the characterization. That's my primary focus when I look at these things. Everything else can kind of, because that's outside constraints. That's how much budget the studio gives you. That's who you can get at a time. That's outside your control. What's in your control is the story you write, the yep. script, and the characters you create. Yep. That's 100%. As a you know, director of a movie, as a writer of an author, that's all in your control. And that's what I look at when I do my reviews. Yeah. And yeah, I see it that if I'm going to review other people's work, bloody right, I'm going to be hard on my own. I'm not going to, I'm not going to forgive myself. <laughs> if that makes sense. Cause that's, that, yeah. that's the worst type of hubris ever. Yeah. But that's a good gift you have. Everyone there. else is crap, but I'm brilliant. You know, I'd, if I thought I was that person, I'd throw myself out a window. Yeah. <laughs> but you're not that sort of person. But, you know, um, you could use that to your advantage, Colin. You know, you could write the best story ever because you know what people want. But then there's you know. that expectation, you see. Well, yeah. <laughs> and then you're like, you want it, you're a horror writer, right? Every, every so bit you that goes it. wrong and doesn't land. Yeah. That's like, <laughs> <laughs> oh. 10 times worse. You're your own worst enemy. <laughs> I think we are already a point. You know, I mean, there's there's nobody else who'll fight you more than yourself. No, no, you're dead right. <laughs> but this, this this has brought because this if this was just a you know throw on movie, and I was reviewing it, I'd be forgotten about by now. But because yeah. we're because we're doing this and we're doing this deep dive and we're looking, uh, we're looking at the man behind it. We're looking at the creative process. And we're looking at the journey. It's making me more retrospective than I would be normally. Yeah, me too. Me too, absolutely. In fact, I'm very critical now when I when I watch a horror movie, which I don't really haven't been doing lately because because nothing's comparing <laughs> to Peter Jackson's work. There's nothing. It's not comparing. There's just it's just crappy Hollywood movies, as you know. Jump back on the summary, right? Yeah. You know, I mean, he's the only. Uh, you know, I mean, he's the summer sort of wackiness. Yeah. But yeah. control wackiness. Um. Yeah. Sam Raimi's the. You know, if you're if you're feeling lost, that stick on Evil Dead, stick on Drag Me to Hell again. Yep. You know, I mean, that'll that'll yep. cheer you right up. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Brilliant. But um, as always, Dale, <laughs> thank you so much. Um, these are fun in a lot of respects, not just looking at movies, but we're. We'll get a wee bit of a chat and a fucking deep dive and a wee bit of wee bit of philosophy thrown in as well. Cause that's that's what art does. That's the purpose of art, is to extract emotions, good and bad, and they're always yep. useful. It's always useful to feel and think. Yep. Absolutely. Thought provoking, definitely. But next time we're doing it, we're we're going to the Fellowship of the Ring. We're starting the trilogy. <laughs> the the actual trilogy. Um yeah, and we're doing it on the hard channel, so meh, 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 meh. Well, Sauron's scurry anyway. Uh -huh. Saruman's scurry, so there you go. And the Yorks are scurry, so they're frightening things. There is actually a good element of horror in this. So we're not exactly jumping out of the here. No, no, because there are some good horror scenes in it. Well, oh, you know, you know, well, supernatural we'll, stuff. Yes, and we'll, yeah. we'll get that. But there's, um, that's be good to do. It is. Oh, I can't wait. 
Yeah, so there you go. Next time, obviously, we'll uh, we'll schedule it up. We'll get it happening. It'll be Fellowship of the Ring. We're, we're there. And then this is where we're going to modern Peter Jackson. and Which we'll... I've watched like a hundred times. <laughs> I'm, temp I'm still tempted to go down and buy that bloody box set, even though I've got the Blu-rays now. <laughs> go and buy it's it. It's going to happen. and then But then I'll pick up the Evil Dead one. Then I'm going to be bloody skint this month. And then I'm fucking... Ah. You can eat noodles for the next month. Yeah. It's all right. <laughs> <laughs> Fun times, right? So, everyone, if you see me losing a lot of weight over the next week or two, you'll know what's happened. <laughs> um, Dale, brilliant as always. Um, everyone else that tuned in there, thank you. Um, thanks for joining the chat. Thank you. And thank you. as always, keep up with the channel, do the typey clicky things. And until next time, keep it creepy, keep it horrific. <laughs>